Hey, Chris. What's up? Is there any unique Thanksgiving foods that you just love? Uh, I don't know about unique. Uh, one thing that growing up and still to this day that my brother and I do, we love barbecue sauce. Grew up in Kansas City. Yeah. Big barbecue sauce fans. Ketchup based, definitely not the oh, vinegar. Sweet baby rays. Gosh, man. Some of other stuff's just nasty. Yeah, I agree. But we put barbecue sauce on everything. I'll take barbecue sauce with me to Thanksgiving this year. Like, like the turkey? Turkey, rolls. I mean, just about anything you yeah. can. I mean, I don't, green yeah, beans. I can, I can put it on some mac and cheese, like sweet potato souffle. Well, I don't do sweet <laughs> potatoes, but uh, but yeah, we love barbecue sauce. Yeah. What about you? You eat anything weird? Well, typically, I get the I get the Thanksgiving roll, and I just stuff just about every type of ingredient in that roll together. So you get like the mac <laughs> and cheese is the cheese. You get the ham or the turkey in there. You know, throw a couple green beans. Just eat it all as one in a roll. In the roll. That seems like a limited amount of space to fit Yeah, you got to be efficient. You got to be efficient. Yeah. One, one, one bite of bean, each. One, one, one bite of each. And cheese. It's perfect. All right. Hey, here's a question. Uh, when did you stop sitting at the kids' table? I stay sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I am. I'm kids' table till I die. <laughs> Still at the kids' table. <laughs> Natalie is now brought into the <laughs> kids' table. She's at the kids' table, too. Your kids are going to be at the kids' yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. As, as all good married couples do, you know. <laughs> Come into the family, go sit at the kids' table. I love it. I love <laughs> it. That's hilarious. Well, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Weekly Hope, our podcast that we do each week to discuss the previous sermon and just hear about what's going on in the life of Hope Church. I'm here with Pastor Chris discussing Noah Part 2. Chris, you want to give us a recap of Sunday? Sure. Uh, This Sunday we were in Genesis 8 and 9 and really just finishing off the story of Noah in the Bible. And so we had a couple of key things that we learned about God and a couple of key things that we learned about Noah. The first thing that we learned about God was that God never forgets his people. And we saw in verse 1 of chapter 8 that it says that God remembered Noah. So we'll talk about that here in a second and what that actually meant. And then we saw that Noah remembered and worshipped God, and he built an altar. First thing he did after he got off the ark with his family was uh, built an altar and sacrificed of the clean animals and worshipped God. And then we saw that God never abandons his promises. At the end of Genesis chapter 8, uh, we see this covenant that he makes, and he says in his own heart, this is what he'll do. And then in Genesis 9, he communicates that to Noah, um, that he would never again flood the entire earth. Um, and then the last thing we saw about Noah that we learned of him is that all have fallen short of the glory of God. And we kind of see this end of Noah's life. And the kind of one part that you can't forget is uh, is how he 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 finished with a blemish on uh, on the end of his life, and so we talked a little bit about just finishing well in our lives, and so uh, in a great story and a great great passages, we see that Noah was a righteous man and upright in his generation, yeah. loved the Lord, followed the Lord, um, and and even though none of us are perfect, it's a great reminder that God's grace is mm. sufficient for us, and so uh, it was a fun sermon to preach and. I had just a great, great crowd. My Bible fell off of my yeah, stand, that was, so that, that was, was something. also something. Uh, it just collapsed just, on me. That just was love the Word of God. Treat it so well. Yeah, right? it just fell right on the floor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Always something, man. A yeah. church plant. So I did live stream though. So good thing that is out there forever now. For the whole world to see all across the globe. Yeah. <laughs> so first per- Sunday perfect time stream. to do it for the first time, right? <laughs> 
yeah. Well, one of the things you said uh, at the very beginning of the sermon and just even through this recap is the idea that God never forgets his people. Mm-hmm. And you use this really good $5 word, anthropomorphism. Yeah, seminary word. Yeah, want to go into a little bit of detail on that? <laughs> yeah, we Someone's said still that... struggling in seminary now. <laughs> uh, and anthropomorphism is... Um, a human characteristic that is ascribed to God. Mm-hmm. And you see these, you know, particularly throughout the Old Testament, sure. where, uh, like here, it says that God remembered Noah. That's not to say that God had ever forgotten Noah. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was sitting up in heaven and then like, oh, shoot! Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, he's, on, <laughs> he's on the boat! Not, <laughs> like, not again! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 40 days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God hadn't forgotten him. Yeah. Much like uh, in other, other times in the Bible where you see that, you know, it mentions like, <laughs> God turns his face away mm-hmm. or he'll stretch out his hand against um, uh, or, or something sure. like those kind of characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, so God is omnipresent. Uh, he's everywhere at all times and mm-hmm. he's omnipot- omnipotent. He's all powerful and mm-hmm. he's omniscient that he's all knowing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he can't forget. Yeah. He can't, um, he can't, you know, forget his people. Mm-hmm. And so, but we do see that uh, an anthropomorphism is really like, when God acts, mm. and it's when He acts in a way that, that we as humans can see and understand. And mm-hmm. so what we talked about in the sermon was that uh, He really acted in three ways. Um, he began to remove the waters, mm-hmm. so sent a wind, and the waters began to recede. And so that Noah could see that, that God was actively working, that the waters yeah. were going away. Uh, and then He gave a sign and did that by sending a, a dove yep. with an olive leaf, mm-hmm. and um, so give the sign of peace to Noah so that Noah could remember that God was still there, he hadn't been forgotten. And then um, God spoke, mm-hmm. and so actually told Noah when to go out of the boat, and he did that and followed God. So mm-hmm. um, but great, great, important sure. uh, theological word that we should know yeah. and understand, particularly because I think if you just come to the Bible and you read it, um, as we want our people to do... Yeah. You can read it sometimes and think like, man, that's really confusing. Like, what does that mean, and, mm-hmm. and what what is God? You know, how how is that describing God? So, sure, I think it was pretty cool too because last week we we took a just a one off sermon to talk through um, one of the Psalms, and it's just amazing to see just that duality of hearing kind of these human characteristics of God and just how He acts in our lives along with talking about a lot of godly characteristics in Psalms. And so mm-hmm. talking through the idea that he has more thoughts than grains of sand for each one of us yeah. uh, just puts a, a really neat picture to, to see those side by side kind of week after week. Um, Absolutely. So I thought that was neat. Um, one of the things you also talked about was that there's really, there's three big challenges that you've seen so far in the Old Testament. Uh, one of those being not forgetting God in the days of the youth, mm-hmm. uh, remembering the Lord from far away, and then this reality of mortality and remembering God when life is fainting away. And mm-hmm. I thought these were really good points that uh, I was even talking about last night over dinner and just, just focusing on, you know, just the brevity of life and got to go to a family birthday party this past week. So it was cool to see four generations on Sunday of like joiner family. Yeah. And so it's amazing just to, to look back and, and look at where my life is now see where the Lord just allowed me to stay faithful to him and to find him when I went off to college in places where I did go to a new setting and a new situation um, to just find him well. And then just seeing just family towards the end of life and seeing the the reality of the beauty of Christ in in every day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we had said. And it's not, I mean, 
kind of topical and just uh, the nature of sure. a couple of these passages, but and it's and it's not you know gospel truth and that these are the only times or seasons, but there are a few seasons that are mentioned where it can be very easy to forget God, and we see a number of people in society that walk away from mm-hmm. the Lord or forget the Lord or take a season of their life that they um, they aren't pursuing Him fully and. Uh, one of the warnings from Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 is that happens a lot of times in the days of our youth. Yeah, and uh, and and we know plenty of stories of of former students For or sure. college students or friends or people that um, that sought the way of the world, sought their own desires, sought their own understanding in kind of the young season of life, mm-hmm. and um, and. And walked away from the Lord, and so Solomon says, "Remember the Lord in in those days." And when it's when it's easy to pursue other things, um, and then another one is in the faraway land. Jeremiah fifty one fifty talks about that, and he says to the nation of Israel, "You who have escaped from the sword, go. Do not stand still. Remember the Lord from far away, mm. and let Jerusalem come into your mind." And so we just talked about how it can be very easy when you move away from something familiar to something unknown. For sure. Uh, you move away from the family support, or you move away from your home church that mm-hmm. you grew up in, or you move away some, from some of those sorts of things um, to to kind of be in a season of wandering or, or yeah. forgetting or, or just trying to find your place even spiritually in, mm-hmm. in, in a place of support and community. And so um, we always encourage people that as they're moving away or former students, one of the first things that I always tried to challenge students to do was like find a church. Yeah. Find a church where you can know the pastor, where you can uh, plug in and serve and be known. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the most vital things that you can do in your spiritual life. We've even seen a number For of sure. former Definitely. Hope Church people who have moved to different communities. And one of the just first things we always try to do was help them get plugged into a local church of where they were going to be living. Yeah, which is a huge encouragement. And we have good friends, the Popes, that were here, a part of our community yeah. group, have done a lot of life with. And so just talking to them in the past couple of weeks, it's just encouraging to see uh, plugged into a, a local church and, and even meeting with families there, joining groups. It's yeah. just exciting. Our, our friends, the Wagons yeah. down in Florida, mm-hmm. um, that are just plugged into a great church, serving church, talked to them just recently and uh, hearing how, man, even as you go to a new place and kind of a far away land of what's familiar uh-huh. uh, from our, our our little home to going to a new place and hearing how the Lord is working in their life spiritually as they've sought Him, and particularly through the local church has yeah. been awesome. So Definitely, because we live in just a really transient city where yeah. people are always coming in and always going. So yeah. uh, just if you're not plugged in yet and you're hearing this, we just we would love and we encourage you to find a place, whether Hope Church can be that home or not, to just plug in and, and fall in love with the Lord. Yeah. And then the last place, or last time, kind of can be easy is when life is fainting away. Mm. And Jonah says, you know, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, mm. and my prayer came up to you into your holy temple. Mm-hmm. And I think there is those seasons where maybe life's um, coming towards yeah. the end or where you feel like life is, mm-hmm. uh, you just feel the reality of your mortality mm-hmm. and um, the challenge to remember the Lord in those times. Sure. Um, and so see that a, a lot of times and a lot of stories are people where they turn back to the Lord in, in the latter yeah. days. And isn't it just awesome that God is gracious still, even mm-hmm. in those seasons and those yeah. times. Yeah, I mean, the so. man on the cross next to him. You yeah. know, we see it as like one of the the first ones to come to paradise with Jesus is in the very end of, of mortality. Yeah. So it's... And, and God, God's always there. Like, arms yeah. are open. Oh always gosh, there yeah. to yeah. the it's last It's such a beautiful example. Breath. And we just encourage sure. people, don't... 
don't wait until it's too late. And yeah. it's, you know, the only time where it's too late is is after yeah. your last breath. And um, and man, why not now? We don't know mm-hmm. when that last breath is going to be. And so remember the Lord and seek Him mm-hmm. now, today. Um, and His His arms are open. He's waiting. Yeah. So, and yeah. something that just had really stuck out to me that's been in my prayers uh, last night and even this morning was you'd had just a really kind of final conviction statement about how God has not forgotten you. Mm-hmm. Have you forgotten God? Mm-hmm. And just really important, even going into the holidays and seasons where things are, are inevitably busy, mm-hmm. um, just to focus. I mean, every one of us has, has areas and capacity where um, when we're looking towards our next steps and our relationship with Christ, how... You know, how are we spending our time, our energy, our time in the word, things like that. And so it's just been a big conviction of like, man, God has not forgotten any of us. He has not forgotten me in the busyness of life and seasons and figuring out what marriage and all of that looks like and balancing time. And the last thing, you know, I ever want on my mind is like, man, have, have I forgotten him? Mm-hmm. Have I gone a week without even spending time with him? You yeah. know? Yeah. And it is, it talked about in the end of the sermon, and you saw how, uh, Noah's righteousness was not affected. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hebrews 11 is still true, and he's, his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Um, but he did have this, this blemish on his mm-hmm. reputation, his character, and, and that then affected his family for generations through yeah. Canaan and what became the Canaanites that were sure. constantly at war with the nation of Israel. And, um, dude, I just, I just feel a, you know, a conviction that uh, it seems like the longer I go in life and the longer I spend in ministry, uh, just so very few finish mm-hmm. well and finish strong. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that they're not Christians or that the Lord sure. doesn't love them or that there's, you know, like we all have fallen short. We mm-hmm. all fail. We all sin. But just one of the prayers that I pray is that the Lord would just allow me and allow us at Hope Church to just finish well and uh, not just... Not just run hard for a season, but to set up ourselves to seek Him, to follow Him, uh, to pursue mm-hmm. Him fully for all of our days, and um, and to finish strong. So mm-hmm. I'd encourage everybody. I won't read it all here, but encourage you if you get an opportunity just to go read mm-hmm. um, the poem by Robertson McQuilkin, mm-hmm. "Lord, Let Me Get Home Before Dark." Man. and that's what we kind of concluded the sermon mm-hmm. with yesterday. And incredible book, an incredible poem at the mm-hmm. beginning of that book that just resonates with me. If there was like one Christmas gift that I could get that would be awesome. It'd be that poem framed that yeah. I could put in my office because uh, it's such a such a vivid reminder of what I want my life to look like mm. uh, right now, sure, and all the way to the end of my days. Mm. So, Man, great so sermon uh, on this. <laughs> great sermon. Uh, great passage. <laughs> Man, just pat yourself on the back. There. <laughs> just really knocked this one out of the park. <laughs> great passage on Noah. And uh, and I really did enjoy preaching through this. So uh, a few things that we have coming up. Yep. Next Sunday, our dear friend, Pastor Johnny Hunt, will be preaching, uh, former pastor of First Baptist Woodstock here in our community, but their church supports and helps us mm-hmm. in many ways, and uh, he's been just a great encouragement to us. So he'll be coming to preach. Would love for you to come, bring your family members. Um, it'll be a fun Sunday. And then following that, on December 5th, we're going to talk a lot about church planting and what that looks like for us moving forward and uh, some of the things that the Lord's been Mm -hmm. doing in our church that I'm just really excited to share. And then um, we'll have a Christmas Eve service on December 24th at Mm -hmm. 5 p.m. 
I'm encouraging everybody, if you can, to just RSVP yourself or your family or any friends that you have coming so we can make sure we have enough seats for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that by going to our website, hopechurchjc.com slash events, mm-hmm. and it's on our uh, on our page there. It's Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and uh, you can easily RSVP, but we'll just make sure we have enough space for everybody. So those are a few things coming up. Uh, excited for December, excited to spend some time with family for Thanksgiving. I hope you get to enjoy it as well with your family. And can't wait for the days ahead.